All right, fellas, welcome to another episode of the TNC Show. It's the usuals again. We got me, Chase Johnson, Chase Huff with us, and, of course, our one and only Nate Schuster. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we got a college basketball slate here to talk about, um, some locks for this weekend, some college basketball talk, and then we'll also hit the NBA a little bit. Uh, so let's get right into it here. Um, we're going to start off with the Big Ten here. This is all a Saturday game slate. There's a bunch of good games tomorrow. So, we're going to start off in the Big Ten. Purdue at Michigan State. Huff, why don't you lead this one off? Who do you think is going to win this game? Purdue at Michigan State. Um, I'm going to go Purdue. Um, Michigan State's on a struggle bus right now. They can't figure it out offensively or even defensively. They were getting absolutely smacked around by Iowa. Um, I know this is at Michigan State. It could be a good bounce back spot, but I like Purdue too much. They got too much size. Jaden Ivey's going to control the game. I like Purdue in a close-fought game. Sounds good. I like that. I'm going to take that one with you. Uh, Michigan State actually hasn't been impressing me too much lately. Um, they've actually kind of been shocking at how poorly they're kind of playing, I think. I think they're a better team than that. They just really aren't meeting those standards, and that's not what you like to see here at the end of the year. I'm also going to take Purdue here, and I think they take care of them pretty well and come out with an 8-12 to point win. Uh, Shusher, why don't you go ahead here? Big Ten guru, uh, Purdue at Michigan State. I'm I'm gonna take Purdue as well. Um, the fact that Michigan State kind of got bullied in the post against Iowa, and Iowa really doesn't have any dominant bigs, scares me for this matchup with Purdue's bigs. So I think it's gonna be a little too much, and Michigan State needs to prove to me that they can win a win a basketball game in the last couple of weeks. Sounds good. John, what's your thoughts on this Purdue at Michigan State game? Yeah, I mean, come on, man. Michigan State just not doing it for me. I, I can't take these guys. Just got boat raced by Iowa a couple nights ago. Oh, wow, their leading scorer is Gabe Brown. He's just, like, you got to have a better leading scorer than that. Like, you got to have a dude on your team that can go get buckets. No hate to Gabe Brown, but come on, man. Michigan State just not doing it for me. I don't even know what they are in the latest bracketology. I bet they're slipping, but. They're just I, not. Really, I don't think they're a very good team. To be I think not, they're. I think they're in, but yeah, they're falling quick. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll give you that look here on Michigan State. Uh, real soon, actually. I, yeah, they're looking to be a seven seed right now. Michigan State is. Um, but I think we all have that. Yeah, Purdue's gonna take care of business. I just thought I'd add this game just because it is a big time, big time game. So, moving on from there, uh, this one is kind of big just for. Iowa State's purpose, so we're going to kind of talk about that, but it's Texas at West Virginia. Um, John, what do you think about this game here to start off? I will say I was very impressed with West Virginia against Iowa State, especially playing on the road, and I'm actually going to take them to win this game here against Texas at home. This is going to be my upset pick of the week. I might even throw some money on it myself. Just turn 21, open that fan duel, baby. Um, yeah, give me a West Virginia. I like Taz Sherman and big Gabe Ojeboyan inside. I love that. Uh, I'll go ahead. Um, I'm not going to go with you here. I'm going to say Texas is the better team here. Uh, I have them making a run in the Big 12 tournament, so I kind of need them to uh, find their groove. So a win versus West Virginia would be a step in that direction. Uh, give me the Longhorns here to win by six at West Virginia. Huff, thoughts? Uh, I like Texas here. Uh, I think after that brutal loss to Iowa State, 
West Virginia had that game one in Ames until the one and only Isaiah B, the Big 12 player of the year, decided to go off. Uh, I think West Virginia has completely given up on their season. Texas is – this is a step-up game for Texas, I think. If they win this game, they can win out on their schedule and have a great confidence going to the Big 12 tournament. Give me Texas and maybe even route. All right. Schuster, what's your thoughts? So, West Virginia is down. Texas is kind of down, too. Trey Mitchell just left their program. Um, so, that's going to be – that's a big blow to them. He's a big, big player in their Wait, he, he officially left? Yeah, he officially left the program. So, I think this will be a – it'll be a tough game for Texas to see how they fare without him. But I still think – I think West Virginia is just kind of done. I mean, Isaiah Brockington won that game. Iowa State did win that game the other night. Isaiah Brockington did. But give me Texas. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, next up, we're going to a – this is really going to be a crazy game here. Uh, Kentucky at Arkansas. Um, Schuster, I'm going to go right back to you. What's your thoughts on this Kentucky at Arkansas game? So, I think this game really comes down to guard play. I think the bigs will probably neutralize each other based on how physical they play, Williams and Shibwe. I think those guys are two pretty sturdy bodies down the low post. But I got to go with the Hogs here, home court, and depending, it is a Saturday game, so I think it'll be pretty loud and Bud Walton. So give me a, give me the Hogs. All right. Uh, Huff, you're up next. Kentucky at Arkansas. Pig suey, baby. Give me the Hogs. J.D. Note, SEC Player of the Year. Kids are absolute hooper. They have some dogs on that team, and they're going to come in with that dog mentality. Musselman's got them ready. Kentucky, I don't think they're ready to play at Arkansas. I think Williams will be able to neutralize to Shibwe, and I think the Arkansas guards are going to be able to contain Kellen Grady and uh, Severe Wheeler. So uh, give me the hogs. Yeah, John. Uh Two Arkansas picks. What do you think? I'm taking them too, man. Come on. 15-1 at home this year. Uh, they beat Auburn there a couple weeks ago. But, Huff, come on, man. J.D. Note ain't the uh, <laughs> Z player of the year. That, that belonged to Oscar Sheboy, man. Come on. Oh, you'll you'll see after you'll see after Saturday. J.D. Note is going to make his stamp for the SEC player of the year. <clears throat> you, you guys don't think it's uh, Kessler? Uh, all he can do is block shots, man. That's all he does. That's fair. His defense, though, like, completely changes that team. Like, Oh, yeah, I agree. He, he could have time. There's so many arguments. I mean, Alabama's got some good players, too. Even Kennedy Taylor as well. Yeah, We didn't but, even say Jabari Smith, either. Yeah, exactly. But I'm going to talk in this Kentucky at Arkansas game. I'm going to switch it up here and go to the Wildcats. Uh, I think Kentucky's the better team here with Shibway and Ty Ty Washington. Uh, I think they're going to do some crazy things here at Arkansas and get this big win. Uh, give me Kentucky in a close game uh, by three or four, but I think the Wildcats can pull this one out and get a big road win. Uh, so moving on from there, we also got another big SEC matchup, Auburn at Tennessee. Schuster, I know who you're picking, so you might as well say it. Who you got? Auburn, I hate Tennessee. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's the point. Uh, let's score that game. Blowout, Auburn. <laughs> All right. Uh, John, what do you think at Auburn at Tennessee? Yeah, I, I don't got much to add here. I'm taking Auburn. Uh, Auburn's proven they can win on the road. And once again, kind of similar to Michigan State, Tennessee's just not doing it for me, man. They're just so boring on offense. You know, I feel like they don't really have that many playmakers outside of Kennedy Chandler. 
Uh, I do like that Vescovy guy. He's pretty good. But, yeah, I'm, I'm taking Auburn. Come on. Yeah, uh, I'll go. I'm going to take Auburn as well. Um, I love Kennedy Chandler. He's one of my favorite players to watch. But Auburn's clearly the better team. I'm going to take care of business here. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised here if this actually turns into a route and Auburn really controls this game. Um, Huff, what's your thoughts? Uh, I really like Auburn. Uh, I want him to win. So for the sake of that, I'm going to take Tennessee, uh, Tennessee on the Tennessee at home. They're tough to beat at home. Kennedy Chandler, he's going to prove why he's one of the best freshmen in the country. And since, uh, Santiago Vescovy breakout game, be ready. Go Bulls. There we go. Um, oh, we got Schuster back. Schuster, we lost you. Now you're back in action, huh? Uh, sorry about that, man. I hit a hill. <laughs> it's all good. Um, I'm going to start this next one off. Uh, this is actually – I would really like to see all your guys' picks here because I think this game could go either way. Wisconsin at Rutgers. Um, I'm going to start this one off and say uh, the Badgers get this win here. Uh, it's really a big game for both teams uh, for going into the tournament. I think they're both stamped into the tournament, but just – seating wise and also the Big Ten uh, term as well where they're going to be seated. This is both a huge game for both teams, but I think the Badgers are going to come out and win this one. I think they're the more solid team and more all-around team and better coach in my opinion, even though uh, he likes to get in fights. But I'm going to go with uh, Wisconsin here. Uh, Johnson, thoughts? Is, is he even coaching this game or has he got to sit this one out? No, I, he was only out one yeah, game. Yeah, he's only out one game. Well, anyways, I don't I don't think it matters if he coaches or not, but uh, I'm taking Wisconsin. I think Wisconsin's going to win out, win that Big Ten regular season title. But uh, I do like Rutgers a lot. Like you said, both these teams are going to be tournament teams, but I think Wisconsin wins this one. Yeah. Uh, Schuster, Big Ten guru, what's your thoughts on Wisconsin at Rutgers? Wisconsin has not been playing good on the road lately. So they played Minnesota the other night, and it came a little too close for comfort. And Minnesota's – I mean, I don't know what you guys think. I think they're horrible. So Rutgers being a good team and the fact that Rutgers kind of blew them out in Madison, give me Rutgers. I think they win and secure themselves in the NCAA tournament. I, I Yeah, bold statement. Uh, Huff, what do you think here? The rack's going to be bumping. I love to play Geo Baker, Ron Harper. And Amarui inside. Give me the Scarlet Knights in a blowout. A blowout. Blowout meaning what? Ten plus. There we go. Okay. Uh, next game here. This is probably the best game on Saturday, in my opinion. Um, being like a Big Twelve fan, but we got Kansas at Baylor. Um, I really don't think this is close. I think Baylor's falling off the deep end. Um, I think Kansas is the better team all around, and Baylor just is not showing uh, who they are right now. They're not show- I mean, they're kind of showing their true colors right now. I think they've lost it after uh, Tunchatua was out. So give me Kansas here, and I think it's a route. I think they win by 12 to 15. Uh, CJ, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I'm taking Kansas too. The first time they played, I think Kansas won by like 25, and. I know this is at Baylor, but like you said, Baylor just hasn't looked the same ever since Big John went down. Uh, I know the announcer the other day said Thamba just looks lazy in there now that he has to play like 30 minutes a game. Uh, I just don't think Baylor matches up well, and I think Kansas is a better team here. I'm taking Kansas and probably another blowout in my opinion. 
Yeah. Uh, Schuster, thoughts? So, I know I've said on this podcast a couple times that Baylor hasn't been doing it for me lately. And I'm not really sure what it is, but they're not the same. But they also, if you remember last year, they had a little lull in this time during the year last year, and they went on to win the national title. So, with that being said, I'm actually going to take Baylor in this game. I think Baylor going small will help them a lot. I think that forces Kansas to go small because McCormick can't guard guys like Sohan on the perimeter. So I'm going to take Baylor in a close win, but it's coming down to some BS rap calls. <laughs> home team gets the advantage, huh? Uh, Huff, oh, Big 12 play. Yeah, it's facts. Uh, Huff, what's your thoughts here? I like Baylor. Uh, I think that win at Oklahoma State – really got them to believe more that they can win without Tomachachua. Flagler w- w- looked absolutely unstoppable, and Akinjo played arguably the worst game uh, of the year, and they still found a way to want find a way to win. Um, I don't know. I like the point Schuster brought up. I think Baylor is going to go small this game, and they're gonna, it's going to force Kansas to maybe play Jalen Wilson at the five, and uh, I like that matchup. Uh, I think Baylor wins, just like you just said, in a really close game. Uh, yeah, and I think there's going to be a big game from Matthew Meyer, the mullet man. There we go. He's a first-round pick, too. Uh, <laughs> moving on from there, we got a big game here. Gonzaga at St. Mary's. John, take this one away. Come on, man. I said last time these teams played Gonzaga win that one. I said I'm taking St. Mary's to win this one. I'm sticking to it. Give me St. Mary's. Enough said. All right. I, I can't say, like, they're a better team or why they're going to win. I just think sometimes upsets just happen, and that's going to be one of these. Yeah. Um, I'm going to tag you along on that. I'm not saying St. Mary's is going to win. Gonzaga usually has that one conference loss every year, somewhere around there. Um, and this possibly could be it, but I can't go against this Gonzaga team. I think they're too talented. They're too good. Um, this is the game that if they were to lose, this would be the game to lose, but I just don't see it happening. I think the Zags are going to take care of this one. Huff, what's your thoughts? Gonzaga going to blow out. I have no other. They, I think the other night, Gonzaga made it evident. San Francisco is arguably probably one of the hardest places to play in that conference, and Gonzaga went in there and just completely dominated the game. And I think San Francisco is a better team than St. Mary's, so – I got Gonzaga in an absolute route. Schuster, what do you think? I just I don't I don't think I haven't watched St. Mary's play a lot this year. I have watched Gonzaga play enough where I can, you know, confidently say that I don't think anybody really has two post guys that can really guard Gonzaga, and the guard plays good. I don't know how Gonzaga loses this game. Give me the give me the Zags. All right. Another game we got here, Huff, you're starting this one off. USC at Oregon. And go with it. I know who you're choosing, so roll with it. It's my boys. They're here. They they had a statement game last night. The Oregon Ducks. Dana Altman has got these boys going. They're making a tourney run. Give me Oregon on the money line on Saturday. And, by the way, that is my lock of the weekend. Oregon money line at home against USC. USC is a fraud team with Evan Moby and Boogie Ellis and Ethan Anderson. Team's a bunch of bums. Give me Quincy Garrier, Jacob Young, and the boys to absolutely route the shit out of USC. 
the Ducks. And I will quote unquote that is his lock of the weekend, the Oregon Ducks. Um, I'm gonna tag you along here, Huff. I am kind of falling onto your train here and kind of gonna go where the train's moving. I think the Oregon Ducks are gonna win this game. Choo choo. Yeah, they really, uh, they really set a tone for me last night. I didn't think they could pull it off, and they did. Um, they look like a really tough team right now, and they're really starting to peak at the right time. I think the Oregon Ducks are going to win this game, and I actually think they're not only going to win this game, they're going to win it pretty controllably. And by that, I mean like six to eight points, maybe even a little more. But, Schuster, what do you think about this USC-Oregon game? So, I I think I also picked Oregon to beat UCLA, Huff. I was on the train already. Uh, I'm going to stay on that train, but more for this reason. I watched USC last night go into triple overtime with Oregon State. I was up at 1 o'clock in the morning for God knows what reason. But I don't know if you guys watch a lot of Oregon State basketball. They're 3-23. and 23. That's, That's a good record. Yeah, they're dog shit. You go you go into triple overtime with them, I'm not picking you. Oregon. Fair enough, John. Yeah, I, I want to be different here, but come on, I'm taking Oregon. Don't like USC. Don't like UCLA. Oregon's pulling off the good old Los Angeles sweep this weekend. Give me the ducks. And I agree, Huff. I will be placing some money on Oregon money line if the number's right. Fair enough. The, the number's always right if it's guaranteed. That's true. The Ducks are free cash this weekend, fellas. They're free cash. Fair enough. There's uh, one other game we got left to talk about, and it's Iowa State at K-State, us being Iowa State fans. Uh, winning versus West Virginia was what you would almost call the nail in the coffin for getting us into the tournament. But, Schuster, we were talking about this earlier. You don't necessarily know if they're still considered 100% in on the tournament. What do you think? So, I I really do think if they don't win another game, I think they're it's you're playing you're playing a dangerous game with that. So, I think if they beat K State on Saturday, they're in. So, I'm going to take Iowa State to beat K State just so we can finally say that check check the box they're in. But if they don't, still in a gray area, but you're leaning towards in, but you just don't want to play that game. Yeah, how- what do you think? Do you think uh, they're in right now? And also your prediction on this K-State game. I think Iowa State is in right now because the amount of quad one wins they have right now. Um, but, man, it's hard to not talk about that game they had the other night. That game, that just gave me some Monte Morris, George Yang vibes. That place was rocking. Isaiah B's got the boys going. I think Iowa State goes into Manhattan on Saturday, and I think they get the job done and they – for sure, punch our ticket into March. Uh, I can't wait. It's going to be a great game. It's a K-State's a sneaky – They're at, at times they can be sneaky good, but um, I think Iowa State controls this game on the defensive side of the floor, and I think it's a low-scoring Iowa State win. Yeah, it's going to be a really good game. Yeah, it kind of be a dogfight. I'm going to tag team on that. I'm obviously going to take the clones. Um, I think they're in. If they lose out, yeah. That would make me really nervous as an Iowa State fan, but I just don't see that happening. They got to get one, you would think. Um, so that really doesn't worry me. And I think they get this one right here in Manhattan, and they take down the Wildcats. I think Iowa State actually takes the momentum they have right now and beats Kansas State by a good margin. Give me the clones, John. 
Yeah, I think resume-wise, Iowa State would be in even if they lose out, but it's not a good look, especially because they're probably going to be an at well, No, they are going to be an at-large. Losing four in a row going into Selection Sunday is not a good look for you, but I think they're in regardless, and I think they're going to win this game. Not a big K-State guy, and we better not let the Kansas State Smalls torch us again. I'm not going to watch Pack and Noel all five today, the both of them, sit there and shoot threes. I'm done with that. Give me Iowa State. Another big game for Ryden, 30 points. <laughs> all right. <laughs> And we're going to review Huff's lock of the weekend. Oregon money line, no matter what. What if they're favored? If they're favored, take them the spread. It, I, I'm expecting this game to be like maybe USC minus one. It could be a legit pick them, but uh, I like the spot where the Ducks are at right now. They're clicking at the right time. I think they'll get the job done. That's fair enough. And, John, you're a new better now too. Do you have any other – uh, locks you'd like to throw in there, or do you agree with Huff that this is your pick you're going to take? I think I agree with Huff. I haven't really looked at, like, the lines yet. Some of the lines aren't out yet, but I'll say uh, Oregon's probably my pick right now. Uh, and I, I would play uh, Oregon spread up to, like, I'd say, I'd say I'd say three and a half, four. Yeah. There we go. You heard it from the boys themselves. Went bunch <laughs> well last night. Better tune in. You guys want to win some cash. All the boys. All right, now moving to our next segment. Um, we're all going to kind of discuss uh, an opinion here of mid-major schools that we think are going to make noise um, in the tournament once the tournament comes around and, like, who we think's uh, really someone to look out for. And I'm going to go first, and I'm going with my boys up in Brookings, South Dakota. The South Dakota State Jackrabbits are going to make some noise in this tournament. They are, in my eyes, um, a possibly Sweet 16 Elite 8 team if they get in the right side of the bracket. They can definitely make some noise here. They have been projected all the way up to an 11 seed. Okay, If they get that 11 seed, I'm really, really, really confident that they can make a deep run in this tournament. They got players like Baylor Shireman, Doug Wilson, these guys are dogs over there in South Dakota State, and their stats prove it. They can shoot the rock almost at any position. This is not a team you want to mess with. They had a 19 points per game scorer in their starting lineup, and things went south, and now he doesn't even start, and they still are undefeated in conference play. They have a 19 points per game scorer on their bench that doesn't play, and they're still doing these things. This team is legit. South Dakota State is a team to look out for. Even if they don't win the Summit League tournament, I still can possibly see them in the bracket. Watch out for the Jackrabbits, man. They're going to make some noise. It is their time to shine. John, go ahead with your mid-major school. I'm going to take the Iona Gales out of New York, Tino's boys. Uh, also, this team, uh, like you said, with South Dakota State, if they don't win the Metro Atlantic Conference tournament, I've seen them still in as an at-large. Um, they beat Alabama in non-conference. They beat Yale. Uh, they beat Liberty. They gave Kansas a run for their money. So they, they can hang with these uh, upper-level teams. If they get a good seed, I think they could definitely uh, make some noise in March. Uh, Huff, who do you got for your mid-major school? Uh, my mid-major is uh, the UAB Blazers. Uh, they're second in their conference right now uh, behind a very good North Texas team. But uh, I – I've watched UAB quite a few times this year, and I just love the way they play. They got two stud guards and Jordan Jelly Walker and 
and Quinn Jackson. Uh, they got some really tough guards. They got some great bigs and uh, what's his name? Uh, Trey Jameson. He's a good old seven footer. And then they got KJ Buffin, who is an absolute stud. Uh, they have shooting all around. They play good defense. Uh, they can knock down the three. Uh, they're a team that can really – I see them probably coming in as a 14 or a 13 seed, and I can see them knocking off an upset maybe getting to the Sweet 16. There we go. You heard it from the man. Schuster, who do you got for your mid-major school? Okay, so I I have multiple, but I, I have these segments based on a team. I have one team that I think can make a serious run, and then I have a couple teams that can win like a game, like maybe like one upset. So my run team is going to be Murray State. They have two losses on the season, and they're a perennially really good mid-major team. Coach McMahon has been really good for them. And I believe they still have some holdovers from the John Morant teams. So, I, I mean, they're ranked – they're in the top 25 right now, and they're, they have two losses, and one of them is at Auburn. So, I mean, they really have one loss because everybody loses at Auburn. So my two – my two uh, – one game winners. I'm going to take Chattanooga and Colgate. I like the way both those teams play. Colgate plays a really good pace. They almost beat Arkansas last year in the tournament. If they got a better matchup, because that Arkansas team was really good, they got a better matchup. I think they could win a game. Uh, and I, I like, I like Chattanooga because uh, Lamont Davis, their coach, I think he's been really good for them. And there's a lot of people saying a lot of good things about them. And typically when that happens, they, Teams like that usually steal a game from one of these average, more average at large bids in the tournament. So those are my those are my three teams. Yeah, that, that's good stuff right there. Uh, these mid major schools are definitely not someone needs to look past, and people seem to do it every single year. And that's what Mark Madness is all about. That's why those upsets happen because these schools are good and they got good teams. Um, but moving on from there, uh, I want. We're all going to talk about a potential top one to four seed that, like, may scare you and, like, kind of your reason why. Um, I'm going to start off, and I'm going to give you two here that really seem to scare me. Um, one, if they get that four seed, Ohio State kind of scares me uh, being in the tournament as a four seed. Uh, I can definitely see them getting upset in the first round. Uh, they're kind of just that team that really relies on EJ Liddell and – I feel like if he doesn't get it done, uh, their team's going to lose. And I feel like that is not a good, solid team to have in March Madness. Uh, that's when one of those mid-major schools can uh, come and break you and ruin your season. And I think that can happen to Ohio State. Um, so that is one team I really have to look for out for. I think in my bracket, I whoever Ohio State plays, I might choose the other team no matter what. Uh, that's just kind of how they're sticking out to me. Another team that not necessarily may not lose in the first round, but very possible in the second is Baylor. Uh, I don't like how they're playing right now. I really think Baylor is scaring me, uh, especially with their big guy out for the rest of the year. Um, Baylor might ne- not necessarily lose in the round of 64, but like in Joe Lenardi's bracket, he, they could possibly play the Rutgers or Boise State in that second round. And I think that matchup is actually really scary for them. Um, I don't necessarily think they could get the job done against those teams on a neutral floor. And with the noise of March Madness and anything that can happen, I can see Baylor just getting out of the tournament early. But, CJ, do you have any other teams that you think uh, could possibly scare you once March Madness comes around? Oh, yeah. The Texas Longhorns. 
Uh, we saw it last year. They got Abilene Christian baited um, in the past. Uh, I believe 2014 or 2015, they got Paul Jesperson baited. UNI baited first round. Uh, they're a team that is known to choke. And they're playing some weird basketball right now. You know, they're hot and cold. You know, if they have an off night, I could easily see the Texas Longhorns losing first round. Yeah, who do they got right now? In the Te- Texas is a five seed and looking to play South Coast State, so you're right on track with that. Right, I, I would take South Coast State in a heartbeat. Oh, 100 percent, 100 percent. Any besides five seed, do you have anybody else? Uh, you have anybody else that really may stick out to you? Uh, I'd say UCLA um, or Baylor, like you said earlier. But to talk about UCLA a little bit, uh, we saw it last night um, against Oregon. You know, they just didn't look very good and. I feel like a lot of times they rely on a lot of uh, Johnny Juzang and Jaime Hawkins jumpers, and if those jumpers aren't falling, um, their offense is really limited. Last year we just saw Johnny Juzang get hot at the right time. You know, he's just unconscious from the mid-range. And like I said, I say this all the time, their run from last year is really overrated, and I'm not, I've never really been high on UCLA. I could definitely see them losing. All right. Early. All right. Uh Schuster, who do you think is a potential top one to four seed that may scare you in the tournament that isn't going to get the job done? I'm going to say Purdue, Villanova, Tennessee, and USC, depending on where Tennessee and USC get put in wow. these polls. Uh, I Tennessee's, think... at a th- Tennessee's at a three seed right now. Uh, USC's a six seed, so that's not really up there. Okay, I think all three of those teams have potential to lose first round. Okay, I, well, hit on them. So... Purdue, it really comes down to if this team can get those bigs in foul trouble, I think they're absolutely screwed. And I I just – Jay Nivey's great, but he's not exactly a polished jump shooter. So that that's, just, that's something to look out for with Purdue. So Tennessee, their offense is awful. So if they, if they play against a team like Colgate, I think they – like. I don't know if they can keep up with that kind of stuff. And then Villanova lacks a true big. So if they play somebody that has a solid big or somebody that plays even the style of basketball that they do, I think they'll have a, they'll struggle with that. Cause I mean, I still have no idea how Villanova is ranked this high. They really, I've watched a lot of their games this year and they always lose the game that they're supposed to win. Like, I, I, I guess I like, well, they played Mark. They, they got swept by Marquette this year. Yeah, I mean, like Marquette's that's, a good team. Yeah, but Marquette's not. Marquette's like a bubble March Madness team right now. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they, like that's that's kind of where I am. Villanova, you never know what you're gonna get with them. Okay, I mean, everybody has their fair say, so I see what you're saying. You have some facts behind it, Huff. You got any other teams that really stick out to you, or some, other, or some more you want to touch on for some? I have a teams? couple. Uh, first one, I'm gonna go with Providence. Uh, it was evident the other night. Uh, when they get into foul trouble, uh, they struggle. Um, Nate Watson really controls the paint, and he's been struggling the last couple games to stay out of foul trouble, and they have to go with Croswell, and he's just not it really for me. And there's a reason I can tell why they have the number one ranking on Ken Palm for luck. Um, they, for some reason, get all the loose balls that go to them. They make some incredible 30-footers that they shoot with one second on the shot clock that just miraculously go in. Uh, I think if a, t- a mid-major school faces Providence first round and Providence has an off-shooting night, I can see that mid-major uh, beating Providence. Uh, where do they have H- – do you have that Brock College you pulled up? Yeah, I do. Where do they have Houston? 
uh, as a five seed. It would be versus right now Houston versus San Francisco or Indiana. Oh my gosh! If Houston played San Francisco, give me the Dons right away. Uh, I just without Sasser, I know they're kind of dominating in the American right now, but without Sasser right now, I just don't like the way this Houston team plays. Kessler Edwards has been chucking up a bunch of shots. Fabian White Jr. I mean, he's a he's a pretty good big, but. I was really high on this team when they had Sasser, but Sasser is their leader. And going into March without your leader is something that uh, is not very pleasing to you. So I could see Houston getting bounced around. And then this one might shock a couple people, but I'm going to go with Duke. Um, coming into March, you got to have veterans. And Duke only, I think, really has one veteran on their team, and that's Wendell Moore. Uh, when I was watching that Virginia game the other night, uh, Moncaro and Keels really just like to force whenever they want. And uh, I feel like that could really hurt them in March. Uh, Ponchero, not Ponchero, he's Boncaro's going to be under oh, the yeah. going to be under the spotlight. Uh, I feel like he's going to want to try and take over a game. And, and if he's off, I could really see a two, uh, like a 13 or 14, 15 seed really upsetting them in the first round. Uh, yeah. And I just, I don't like the way Duke's been defending lately either. They've been really, really lazy on defense. Right now they have uh, Duke as a two-seed facing Yale. Oh, dude, Azar Swain, watch out. If Yale makes a tournament, that kid will drop 30 in the first round. There Get you the are. bucket, get her. There you are. Um, all right, so enough with that segment. Those are some one to four seeds to look out for. So for your bracket, um, if you ever want to take some hints, there they are. Uh, but we'll get more into touch as it really comes around, especially on Selection Sunday. Um so with that, uh, we have CJ's top ten, right? Ten of you. Yep, top ten current NBA players in today's league when healthy. When everyone's healthy. When everyone's healthy, and then Huff, Schuster, and myself. Um, if you disagree with anything or want to add to it, you can just budge right in and maybe go at eleven through fifteen after that if you'd like, but. We're going to go with his top ten, and then whatever you disagree, agree with, go ahead and go right for it. Yeah, so like you said, I'm not going to go too far into depth explaining this. Uh, you guys can just branch off it. But I'm going to say um, after last year's final performance and his continued dominance this year, this is the first year I don't have LeBron at one. I have Giannis as the best player in the league right now, followed by Kevin Durant, LeBron, Steph, Kawhi, Joel Embiid, Jokic, Luca, James Harden, and then Dame Lillard to round out my top ten. Get Anthony Davis out. I don't want to see him anywhere near a top ten. All right. Um, I agree. So, just some things to point out. I have Embiid slightly over Jokic. Um, Embiid six, Jokic seven. Uh, I think Embiid's defense and just uh, interior post dominance puts him a little above Jokic. And then um, I have Steph at four. I know some people uh, might have him a little higher, but just his inefficiency kind of kills him. Um, Kawhi at five. Uh, I think people are quick to forget how good he is when he's healthy, especially being a two-way player and just playoff performer, clutch performer. Um, he's a really good closer. And uh, same with Harden and Lillard. I think people are quick to forget uh, how good these guys are. I know Harden's had kind of a down year, but he's still a great playmaker. And if he's uh, – we'll see how he does on uh, the 76ers now. And then Lillard. Um, I don't think I need to say much there. He's still a top ten player. But what do you guys think about that list? Uh, I like, 
I like your top three. I think you hit that pretty well. I think Giannis is for sure the number one player in the league. Uh, a lot of people could argue about KD and LeBron, but I think what gets KD over LeBron is just I think how KD can. Uh, I mean, he's a legit seven footer hitting mid range pull ups, and I feel like LeBron may be a better defender, but I think KD just has the slight offensive uh, edge. But I'm gonna argue here on your Harden pick, and me being a biased Wolves fan, I think Cat should be in the top ten. And this is why. <laughs> this is why. Oh, um, I'm not. I'm not gonna like this. <laughs> Carl Anthony Towns, by the way, three-point champ and skills champ. He's going for the Triple Crown next year. Uh, He's having – his last couple years, he's been having career years. Uh, He's leading the Timberwolves to the playoffs this year, which we haven't had a taste of the playoffs in forever. Uh, This year, he is top top 10 in defensive efficiency at the center position. Uh, He's averaging 25-10, 4-2-1. I mean, I don't know how you can't put this guy in your top ten. He's, I think he's, I, person, he's a top three big in the league, and just, I don't know. I'm just going off bias here, but I think Cat's a top ten player in this league. So you would put him over Harden in my list? Yeah, I would probably put him at ten, and I'd put Lillard up at nine. Okay. What about you, Schuster? I'm sure you have Giannis at one. Yeah, I would flip. I honestly, I'd actually, I would actually flip Kawhi and Steph in your list. I just Curry is such a liability defensively that I I would put Kawhi over him. Um, I would consider John Morant in the top ten just because of this season he's been exceptional. Uh, where do you have Luca again? I have him at eight. Eight is that behind Jokic and yeah, uh, eight, six, Jokic seven for me. Yeah, that's okay for now. I would look out for next year though because I bet you he jumps both those bigs in the next season. Um, I would, I would say Huff that Cat is probably a top fifteen guy, but he's not top ten. I'm, it depends on what you would say a top three big is too, because do you categorize Giannis as a big? I don't categorize. You don't. Categorize. Okay. True center. True center. True center. So then you got Jokic, Embiid. Oh, AD's not a center. Yeah, it's well, probably Cat- between him and Gobert. I'd say. Oh, Cat's better than Gobert. Gobert's terrible. Cat's better than AD, too. Come on, man. Yeah. I don't know if, well, he, I don't know know, if he's a top if, 15 if you, player, though. If you're saying if healthy, though, AD's top 15. Top 15, yeah, probably. Not if, top if, 10, though. If healthy. Yeah, I, I don't want but AD a, anywhere near a top 10. Uh, yeah. another, per, another person for the top 15 that we need to look out for is uh, Brad Beal. Uh, he was second in scoring last year. That guy's really damn good. What about D-Bug? Uh, uh, he wasn't that great before Chris Paul got there. Like, never made the playoffs until Chris Paul. So, show me, me D-Bug without Chris Paul in two seasons. And we'll we'll get to see how good he is without Chris Paul until the playoffs. I'm pretty sure Chris Paul's probably out to the playoffs. Yeah, six to eight. Yeah, yeah. we'll see about – but he's, he's a good player. He's – Definitely top 20, borderline top 15 for me. But, I mean, there's so many guys that can do what Devin Booker does in the NBA. Not not to be generic, but, you know, like, I mean, you're going to put him over Harden? I wouldn't. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people just, they don't like James Harden. And a lot of people, especially, like, younger kids, are going to put, like, Ja or D-Book or D-Mitch over Harden. 
but no, James Harden's top ten player in the league. That that playmaking is unmatched. Probably one of the best playmakers in the league. But he's the best one on one player to ever live. Yeah. Yeah, with that step back, that does Kyrie not exist? Okay, oh, we hard. we argued this last night that we said what John ja Morant was number four point guard and he's ahead of Kyrie. We also said Kyrie is like what? What we had him at six in point guards in the league? I can't remember. Can't remember. We were talking about it last night, but I'm sorry, Huff. I don't know if I can put Cat at the top fifteen. That's fine. Cat's um, a top ten player. I think Tatum's there. Booker's. Oh there. yeah, yeah. I forgot about Tatum. Beal. Yeah, Cat's not. Cat's not. Yeah, Beal. You could argue Morant. You could argue Jimmy Butler. I, I fucking <laughs> hate that guy. You know who we're forgetting? You know who we're forgetting that should, that might have to be in your top ten. Trey Young. In the top ten. He might be ten. Just what he does to the Hawks in the playmaking. Yeah, he just he's pretty inefficient. What kills him though? He's kind of like Curry. Like, really. Let's just put Ant in the top ten too. Uh, where do you put? I know, like, you can't really tell right now, but if you put a healthy Clay Thompson, where's he at? He's like twenty five, man. Twenty five, top thirty. He might be. He might be in the thirty to forty range for me, because I mean. If you're talking fully healthy, where, where are we putting Zion? Yeah, yeah. That's, and when Zion's healthy, he's dangerous. He was second team All NBA last year. He averaged like twenty eight and eight. So. What about PG? Yeah, he's he's higher than Clay. Yeah, I, don't know, I feel like like eleven through twenty is you could argue a lot of things, but I think the top ten I gave those ten guys are easily the top ten. It was a good list. I agree. Yeah, I would say that too. Embiid is um, definitely higher than Jokic, in my opinion. Some people just love Jokic so much, but dude, Embiid is—he's different, man. He's different. Oh, I—I I have nothing else to argue. I'd maybe put Harden in front of Luka, but that's just me. Yeah, so I mean, I'd be fine with it. But I think that's that's gonna wrap up this podcast, though. Uh, good talking to you, fellas. Another good podcast. Uh, we'll catch you all later, and we'll see you Monday. Thanks for having us. Go Dogs. Yeah, thanks for having us. Go yeah, Hogs. Later.